I'm Shivani Gupta and welcome to the Ask Shivani Podcast. I believe that one of the best presents that you can give yourself is time to be able to sit down and ask yourself some questions. I believe that the quality of the questions that you ask yourself will determine the quality of your life. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Ashavani podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about a topic that has been around for a very long time. It has been something that we've gone from these ancient practices into our modern world, and what we really need to do is to go back and reconnect to our ancient practices. And this is the art of doing versus the art of being. Now, there's a lot of yoga classes, meditation classes, teachers, people that help us navigate, mentors, speakers that talk about this whole notion of being. But as a, you know, seeing that this podcast is mainly directed at women who are really interested and want to dive deeply into uh, being empowered around their career and their confidence and have the ripple effects of that come out, what does this actually mean? And this is from somebody, me, who actually loves doing and has thrived on doing and has actually achieved a lot of things. So my personal experience has been is that ever since I was very young, there was a lot of, I guess, an expectation. It wasn't as pressure as much, but certainly that expectation turned into pressure in terms of being able to achieve lots of things, achieve really well at school, get into a great university course, achieve really well in the university, achieve a really great job, uh, work really hard at the job, achieve great goals, get promotions, et cetera, et cetera. And that was in the business education mindset perspective, the same applied in your family. So, you know, put all your heart and soul into your relationship with your partner, um, you know, be committed, be uh, have fun, uh, be connected, get married, um, have children, and that path of this doing that is almost expected and created by our society. And um, it's something that I've personally struggled with. I know a lot of women that I've had the, um, the privilege to mentor have had the same sort of issues. We almost become these wonderful women at achieving things, wonderful women at doing things and getting stuff done. You know, I also know so many values that exist for women's businesses, which is all about getting stuff done. I am so good at getting stuff done. However, the question becomes, is it really the path for you? Absolutely. Having that ability to be able to set goals, to be able to complete those goals and tasks on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly basis help you towards success and help you towards getting certain results. But is that really often the way to do things? Seeing that we talk about I'd like to be, uh, I'm being versus this whole notion of doing. And also, you know, I, in my experience, I find that doing is known as achieving and, you know, you're a star, you work through stuff, you're resilient being sometimes almost has this notion in my experience of being a bit lazy oh this person's just being they're just lazing around they're not doing anything is that really true the fact that you know that we have that what's your view on it well how do you think about doing versus being do you allow yourself to be 
Or are you actually allow yourself to do more and more and more and that's what you're really known for? That's really my question today. And when you do stop, why do you stop? People say, I'm stopping because I'm going to burn out. And so often the being includes going to a health retreat. Being includes going to uh, going out for a cup of coffee. Being includes I'm stopping Friday night from doing and now I'm going to be being and I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine. Surely there must be other ways to be. And we can't wait for alcohol or a health retreat, which now is becoming less and less so. Certainly at the moment, there's two retreats I've had to cancel this year because of COVID. And so does that mean I just fill my life up with doing or do I need to create other ways to be more in my day-to-day practice and my day-to-day being? But again, like I said, for me, you know, you start to be when you kind of need to stop when you want to just switch off, when you want to almost become a little bit lazy, when you need to pull away from the rest of the world. And that is one way of looking at being, but there are also many other ways of looking at being. Seeing that mental health is becoming such an important and ever-growing issue, concern, not only in our families, in our communities, in our society and globally. Um, I know a number of states in Australia and the psychologists and psychiatrists and support around mental health have closed their books because they are inundated with requests, inundated where people's resilience has been tested to the limit, whether it's been from their health concerns or fears about COVID or their work or their income or homeschooling or whatever those ripple effects of COVID have actually been. And so it's really important as we do that, that we have to find more ways to be, more ways to love yourself for being. And as you've probably heard this saying so many times, we are human beings, not human doings. However, if our success and our story and our habits now have come from doing, then that's what we will do each day. And that's not to say you discard some of those practices. I guess my question today is I think we need to balance that out with a lot more being in simple, easy, pragmatic ways so that we are able to maintain that duality of things that we have to do rather than one or the other. And um, my other experience has been is that when I really am comfortable with who I am, when I am... I guess almost saying that I love myself and I'm comfortable with where I am, I tend to want to be a lot more and I can be me and I can do that in conversations, the way that I run my business and other things. When I'm being really judgmental of me and I'm saying, come on, Shivani, you've got to get this done, got to get that done, I find it really difficult to be. I find it easier to sit in the doing and I can go bang, bang, bang. Let me give you some examples of that. So when it comes to my business, you know, having grown a number of several million dollar businesses over the last 15 years, one of the things that brought me some of that success is rhythms, systems, structure, doing. They're all doing things. And so in terms of doing, it's the pace I go at. I go at a ferocious pace. Um, You can ask that of my husband, my children, my family, my friends, my, my colleagues, And absolutely, you can ask my staff. I move at a ferocious pace. And I've always prided myself on actually having this ferocious pace. Shivani, the faster you can go, why would you take 15 minutes to get somewhere if you could get there in three? 
So the pace is a doing thing, right? Um, the other thing that I've always done in business is have goals um, and I've written down actions every day. So I've got a to-do list, which I still have, but um, I'll go through what I've actually changed around that. But one of the things is here are the 15 things I'm going to achieve. And I push myself at the pace that I go to try and get to 15, 16, 17 things. I pride on the number of actions that I do. And this is one of our issues, right? We're so pride on, we've got so many things to get done as women. What we do is we make these lists and we are constantly just ticking, crossing over, highlighting them through and feeling the sense of achievement. And I'm not saying let's throw the baby out with the bathwater as the stupid saying goes. What I'm saying is that we need to balance that out with more being. And we need to actually incorporate that more and more into our day lives. The other thing is I'm really good at pushing. If something's not working in business, I push it and I push it and I push it till I make it work. If there's a problem in the family, I want to break that problem apart and then I want to push through into a solution. That's what I do well. That's what entrepreneurs do. They get problems, they solve them, they get problems, they solve them, et cetera, et cetera. And so even though it's a real big skill, what, what does that look like on the other side? If you were being that and you still had to get that done, what would that actually look like? So there is this beautiful saying that says, slow down to get things done faster, or words to that effect. And when you listen to that, you know, it's a little bit like the Tao Te Ching. And you go, what? what do you mean? Like that's completely the opposite in terms of what you're saying. How, why, how can I go faster if I slow down? So this whole notion of mindfulness, mindfulness to me, the best definition that I've ever heard that I can, you know, rephrase that and, and share that with you is your mind is full of one thing. When you are doing one activity, when you're not trying to multitask, when you're literally being with that particular task at hand, not only will you get it done faster and research shows that, but you will actually enjoy it. It'll actually slow you down rather than trying to combat and juggle seven things in the air. So this whole, the opposite of the pace that I've been so used to is trying to become more mindful, more slow and doing one thing at a time. And that slowness of that mindfulness of one thing has actually improved my productivity. So I'll just say that again. The saying goes along the lines of slow down if you want to speed up. Become more mindful, become more being if you actually want to get more stuff done. The second pass in terms of actions is like I've got to action this, I've got this meeting here, I've got this meeting here. I joined this fantastic mastermind a few years ago and one of the things you had to do in this mastermind was open the three-hour mastermind and close the three-hour mastermind with feelings. I'm like, oh, my God, I hope this is not going to be this one of these wishy-washy things. However, what we did was what one of the things we spoke about was feeling. How do you feel about it? How do you tap into the feelings rather than I did this, 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 and this since my last mastermind, which is like this action list, which is the doing list. When I dropped into those feelings and the feelings weren't wishy-washy, there's actually a list of like 150 feelings online that you can download. And I've tried to incorporate a little bit of this into my family as well. So we're now starting to have like a mini mastermind every week and we open, which is only about 20 minutes rather than three hours, but we open our mastermind in our family every Sunday usually with a feeling and ending with a feeling. And what it did was it got me out of action 
And by getting into feeling, it started to name the problem a bit more. Let me give you an example. I had a staff member that really wasn't performing. So my action would have been normally and pushing and making that happen would be to have a one-on-one, would be to then organise a list of um, things we needed to do, put her on a performance management plan, get my manager to be able to uh, manage her and do all of those. So I'm not suggesting we didn't do those. But when I got to my mastermind and I had to do a feeling, my feeling was sadness. My feeling to drop into that beingness was that I actually feel sad. I have invested so much into this particular staff member She's been with my business for two years and we have sent her to training and we have had mentoring and we have, I have had one-on-ones with her and we've invested a lot in there. And then the fact that that performance dropped, what I was really feeling was sadness. By me acknowledging that sadness, the way that I went about those actions, including my conversation with her, was that I ended up incorporating my beingness I ended up incorporating the fact that I was feeling really let down with her in that conversation. So my conversation in the end with her spoke about the fact that I felt really sad. I said to her, I feel really sad because I've invested so much in there and your performance still hasn't improved. And the reason I feel sad is I feel like I really care. And I feel, whether that's right or wrong, I said to her, is you don't. And so by dropping into the feeling and incorporating that into my actions, I was able to change that conversation. In fact, we had a fantastic one-on-one conversation because when I opened up, she opened up and then we ended up having a really amazing conversation. But I wanted to share that with you, what doing looks like, which can get me the success and has, but what what being looks like around the same thing. The other example I wanted to give you is this push and pull feel. So when it comes to, say, particularly in one of the businesses that I have, which is a speaking business, um, and uh, as a speaker, I've been uh, really fortunate enough to travel the globe. I've been able to speak to more than 150,000 people. I hang around some very smart, amazing speakers Uh, Some who do it full-time, my speaking works um, only about 20 and traditionally uh, since sort of till COVID hit about 20% uh, off my business in that particular business. So only about 20% of my revenue comes from that business. But there's this notion of pushing, you know, how much content you put out, how much speaking engagements have you done, how much follow-up have you done, and there's this massive pull, push, 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 push action list. And I know some people that are very successful using that particular methodology. One of the things that was really important to me wasn't just about the number of speaking engagements I got, the amount of revenue I got, the number of, you know, clicks I got. What I was really interested in is speaking at events, even if they weren't giving me the highest paid money, but where I felt like I started to have more impact because I really went back to why I started speaking in the first place. And the reason I started speaking in the first place was to inspire and challenge people's thinking and transform them. I wanted a bigger audience. So rather than always take my message one-on-one, which I might do in a mentoring session or in a group mentoring session, that I was able to take that one-to-many. So whether there was 50 people in the room or 320 people in the room, or I think the biggest room I've ever spoken to is 6,000 people, that I could get that message that I wanted to share 
that inspiration and that challenge and that transformation that I wanted to share to a bigger group of people at the same time. So I decided when I started to work, do this work on doing versus being, could I use the pull effect rather than the push effect in speaking? Could I start to attract different types of clients where I would still get paid, but maybe not the highest amount, but the audience there, I would get more value out of speaking. But more importantly, the audience that I spoke to took more action, really listened to that message. It inspired more people. They started to take different level of things that they did as a result of hearing me speak. So that's how I put that into speaking, but I've also pushed put that pull effect into friendships with the kids, into friendships for myself, in terms of networking and other things. And at the moment, I'm experimenting that and saying, I can send out a push to all these people that post podcasts and say, I want to be on your podcast. Do you want to be on my podcast and push, push, push? And an experiment I'm trying to play with from a pull perspective is I'm going to put it out there that I'm going to meet some amazing people who are going to ask me to be on their podcast. And interestingly enough, today as I'm recording this podcast, I was walking in my street and I had just dropped my car off for a service and I thought, great, that's about a 35-minute walk. That'll clear my head. I'll put my mask on, walk back home, and I've done my exercise tick and then we'll get into recording some podcasts. And I ran to a neighbour of mine. And her dog had run up to me to say hello, and she walks up to me. Turns out that she is a specialist in an area that I would love to feature her on my podcast. So we ended up speaking. We just exchanged email addresses, even though we always had each other's mobile numbers, because they literally live down the road. And our kids are about the same age, even though they go to different schools. And so this pull effect is a way of attracting her in rather than pushing onto other people. One of the other people that uh, I had the privilege of uh, recording a podcast within the last week has just emailed me and asked me to be on her podcast. So again, this push-pull thing. So it's not that I'm not going to achieve by pushing or doing. It's that why wouldn't I pull and be? Because it doesn't take much effort and I'm probably getting the same, if not better results. So it's not only that fact that I might actually get um, you know, um, better results, less effort, less ease, like more ease, why wouldn't I do all of those different things if that meant that I could create that? The last point that I want to speak a bit more about is this whole notion of loving yourself. I know I spoke about that earlier, but let me really harp on it. If you truly love yourself, would you do less and be more? And do you do more because you have some room to love yourself more? And if you already be and you sit a lot in your being and feeling and pulling, could you love yourself a little bit more? And so if you're at that phase of your life where, you know, perhaps you're in a stage of your life and a phase of your life where you've got young kids or aging parents or your business has been severely affected and you're in this doing, 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 what are some simpler ways that you could get the same results, if not better results, by being more? How could you build some being practices, some that I've spoken about, some you may, you may be aware of and that you just haven't put into practice, more into how you could incorporate that into who you are? 
I just want you to ponder on that. My website is called Ask Shivani. Please ask me any questions. If I don't have the answers, I'll find something or send you a link or point you in the right direction. And if you feel like it, I would love for you to rate and review this podcast. And I look forward to you being more and meeting you. Thank you. I'm Shivani Gupta, and you've been listening to the Ask Shivani podcast, where I got to ask some questions. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow Ask Shivani on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And if you haven't done so, please go to the Apple podcast and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It would mean a lot. Thank you.